Gen Leadership Podcast. March 25th, 2020, Chop Wood, Carry Water, Joshua Metcalf. Winning the lottery skips the valuable process of going up the rough side of the mountain. Instead of being forced to learn and develop the skills necessary for creating or sustaining success, you arrive at the top without any of what it takes to stay there. Talent can be a very kind of lottery, John. A talented athlete is often less likely to develop skills and work ethic that a less talented one has to develop just to survive. And because of that, they may end up much worse off down the road. They never learn that the work ethic, persistence, and grit needed to overcome the inevitable changes that life throws their way. I know that it seems like life is unfair right now, and you want things to be easier. But the rough side of the mountain will actually prepare you for life much better than the smooth side. Believe it or not, the setbacks today can quickly become the foregoing blades of greatness for tomorrow. In fact, a wise man once said, Hardship often prepares ordinary people for extraordinary destiny. Wow, I never thought of it that way, John pondered. I guess I need to rethink my setbacks. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and perspective. I'm not sure I would have made it this long without you. Akari just smiled, nodding patiently. My blessing. I got all the answers to your questions. I'll be the teacher, you could be the lesson. I'll be the preacher, you be the confession. I'll be the quick relief to what you're Alright, thank you for joining me on the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. My name is Nolan Schoenveld, alongside my co-host Jake Peach. Thanks for being back, Jake. Thank you. Let's just start by talking about the passage. And the first thing that um, kind of comes to my mind um, is another quote based off from them, that little paragraph you read of um, tough times don't last, but tough people do. And um, it's easy to sit back and think about how much easier things could be or how you wish things could just happen for you. Um, instead of wishing for life to be easier, I would rather acquire the skills um, the tactics, um, the necessary procedures to really attack those tough situations because I know how much more grateful I'll be, how much better I'll be on the other side of the mountain if I don't make everything super easy and truly attack every every single event, whether good or bad, really head on. And as we talk about just being present, like just tacking it head on with my full attention to detail. And all I really care about is this given moment of, Am I 100% in it or am I 100% out of it? Yeah. It's, uh, I, I really like this one. It, I found it because I was kind of scrolling through books trying to find something to read here. But, um, you know, especially in today where we're all kind of stuck inside and uh, it's been very difficult to find things to do. This is very interesting. But I like this one when it says, Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. Uh, the, you know, both... There's two sides of that. One, you can be the person that has the extraordinary destiny, and you could also be the person that fails in some sense, being thrown into uh, something difficult, I guess, and then kind of going with it. And some people prevail, some people fail. That's kind of the, the motto of it. I really like that saying right there. For sure, man. I mean, were you were how or I guess how did you want to really attack it when you mean by um, 
just going after it and resembling is failure the end all be all is is failure a good thing is only having success a good thing or can that even be a bad thing Nolan no I think failure is the best uh, best medicine for success uh, it's failure is definitely the key to the way we can look at our successes because uh, definitely when when we start failing we get discouraged and we we put ourselves down uh, just just mentally we do that even without thinking about it. And then I think too, we grow from it, uh, regardless if we want to or not, uh, because we either make a just a conscious choice to, I would say, have a ton of success in that and get better from it, or a conscious choice to put it away and try something else, um, which that other thing now could lead you to something great. Uh, so it's kind of a vice versa uh, concept there, but I think the best we all say it, we all hear it, I think it's just so cliche to say, but so many people have failures like Bill Gates and you know the, the billionaires in the world. They failed so many times before they had that success, but is there a way to eliminate failure, do you think? Um, yes and no, maybe. I mean, I think if you were not trying to become a better you or really create your own future, I'll say if you're just kind of okay with just kind of letting life happen, mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe you won't have very many big failures because you're not really taking one step off that comfort zone or stepping one foot into the unknown. Um, I think if you want to be a college athlete, you want to be a business owner, you want to be a really successful businessman, um, there has to be some sort of um, unpredictability in that, right? Like when you first step on a college campus, like you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into, but you know, you don't really know until you fully move in and really just go at it with both your feet in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, the same thing can be said if you're an entrepreneur or you're starting off in your professional world where, hey, you're, like, you may not have as many failures if you're not 100% bought into this process that you are getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I, let's, let's go into talking about the uh, being thrown into the fire topic now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of lead that discussion and where we want to go with it, but let's let's talk about that for a little bit. So, I mean, um, this stems right off from failing. And Nolan and I, um, we have failed before, um, unfortunately. But, hell, we have learned from that failure. And this whole idea of really being thrown into the fire or going or jumping in with both feet. Um, Nolan and I were fortunate enough to have, obviously, some skill and some talent but also a work ethic that a lot of people caught on to and, and admired, whether that was upperclassmen or coaching staff. And we were fortunate enough to be named leaders or captains at a very young age in a university setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, sure, I was willing to accept it, but I was kind of just being thrown into the water rather than stepping into the water. And sometimes you just have to see what happens and I'll figure it out along the way. Um, but looking as a 19 year old, figuring out how I'm going to try to lead, um, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds is a daunting task. Um, but just being thrown into the fire and telling someone like, Hey, okay, you have the town, but you have the work ethic to help lead these people like is a tremendous accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kind of going through the same thing in a, in a professional realm of I'm a 24 year old general manager trying to manage and develop. 28, 29, 30, 32 year olds in the professional realm, where in all reality, like we can always say age is just a number when 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 people get older, but it's the same thing when it comes to leadership. 
like sure experience is going to help you, but just being completely bought into the system, the process and where you want to go and where you want the university or team or company to go. Mm-hmm. Um, people, people are, are going to, are going to see that and they're going to take notice of that. And they're going to want to follow you because you're one, you're going to have success, but you also have conviction in your actions, your body languages, mm-hmm. the way you come off during class, the way you come off during t- training sessions, the way you come up with a phone call with your parents, or you talk to your parents after a game. If you can conduct yourself at a very high rate or professional manner as a 16 17 18 year old college coaches are going to notice that as well Mm -hmm. so let me ask you this when i was a sophomore um and you were on leadership committee yeah uh i was a young talent let's just put it that way very humbly in some sense i had i had the ability to compete at the varsity level in college for sure where we were at what made you pick me like there were other people on the team what what made the leadership Mm -hmm. committee and just for some background for the listeners the way our team uh, picked captains is it was a group of uh, leadership committee that was passed on from year to year um, on people who not only the coach thought was fitting, but also the other leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team didn't necessarily have a say, but I think if you were to pick leaders regardless, they would have picked the same people. Um, and that's where you know I asked the question, why, why me? At, at that point in my life as a sophomore, why, mm-hmm. why did they pick me as somebody who wanted to see the future for sure i mean that that's a great question and to put it into into perspective even more at hamlin university what we probably had 50-ish people rostered amongst the varsity and jv team the leadership team were in between five to eight people so literally a very very small chunk of people are, are are considered captains sometimes even less than that right so we'll say anywhere between four to eight people depending on when in the season and things, how many seniors you graduate and what whatnot. Um, but I think a lot of different aspects go into a leader or a manager or a captain, whatever terminology you want to use. Um, I truly think if you're unwilling to roll up your sleeves and grind, um, I think you'll have a hard time being a leader or manager in today's world. And that's not saying that people are soft or whatever you want to say. But I think that a lot of people, especially in my experience at Hamlin, a lot of people in my experience in the, in the professional realm, like they're not afraid to just roll up their sleeves and do the necessary work and more. And unfortunately, you're going to have to reset your priorities when it comes to a college institution if you want to be successful. Obviously, there's a difference between playing and being a successful player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it goes into a combination of the willingness to put in the work the willingness to have really good micro messages as in never really slumped over and really showing that you're having a bad day. You're always trying to pick others up. Even if you are having a bad day, like you were a servant leader as in you put others before you, mm-hmm. you were having a bad day. You were still helping someone on flips, help them with, with their throwing mechanics. Um, so I think obviously talent is going to play a little bit of a role, especially being able to play at a varsity level as a freshman right off the get go. So I don't think there's one set in stone talent per se, but I think there's a lot of things of how you conduct yourself, um, how you communicate with people, and then just your willingness to go above and beyond what is asked of you. Yeah, and those are the things that you saw me doing, right? For sure. That's what you saw. And I didn't even know I was doing it. Like to give It's just second like, nature probably I didn't for you. Know, yeah, I didn't know that I was doing those things like to be considered. I... You know, it was a goal of mine to be considered a leader at some point because I had high school experience being a leader, but I didn't know 
that like it was going to happen so soon. And that literally that meeting, I remember it. Uh, I was I was literally sitting there, just kind of like going through the normal, like almost going through the motions in some sense, and like just like all right, we're going to talk about the same stuff again today. And then you guys made the announcement. I'm like, oh, okay, now I have a responsibility. And uh, I was like, oh, this is a little bit different than what I expected, and that's fine. Um, but it threw me off. Like, I didn't know what to expect uh, going into it and what to do, but I kind of just, again, that's I was thrown into the fire here and kind of just learned on the fly and f almost faked it because I didn't know. Like, honestly, like, I didn't know what was going to help this team have success or failure. And to me... Uh, I judged it based on wins and losses. And if I was doing it only on that um, throughout my entire career, I would have been a terrible leader. We didn't have the best record. We weren't, we weren't the best team. Um, and we never really had a winning record after my freshman year. So based on that, I would have considered myself a bad leader. But if, but if it, that's the only one little piece of it, uh, I would have said that, like, look at everything that I did whether it was like the little things to helping somebody else get better or just being a better friend and teammate and, and building a relationship, that's where I felt like I had value to my teammates and made them better. And I'm talking a lot about myself and my experiences because that's really all I know. But uh, I remember getting a text last year after I was done playing and I was a senior from a freshman who reached out and he said, honestly, I can't thank you enough for doing all these things for me. And in the back of my mind, I didn't even know I was doing those things again. But it that was that was the reason why I think that I made an impact. It wasn't because I was a good baseball player or a bad baseball player or, you know, we had a winning record, all those different things. I made an impact on different people. And, again, that's mostly what I'm trying to do with this podcast and develop with other people so they can understand that their type of leadership doesn't always have to be based on success but when you're thrown into a situation, how much can you just go out and do and throw on the fly and just be really good at like whatever you're good at and allowing that to be okay. And hopefully it makes an impact on other people or your team or whatever it may be. So what was the hardest part about being a leader, quote unquote, in a baseball realm or a athletic realm like as in like was it hard for you to have a tough conversation with someone was it hard for you to hold yourself accountable no, no, or hold others accountable did you feel like you had to do more is there something that yeah you kind of learned from yeah it's it's living up to expectations it's as simple as that like if you're the leader or you're the coach let's say our coach for example he was expected to do exactly what he's asked by the athletic director and what I don't know what those requirements are but he was doing his job for us as a leader our expectations were to teach our team how to win in my mind and not doing that was living up to expectations and then letting everybody else down so the first people when we were losing games they pointed their fingers at was us regardless if we went four for four or oh for four the team lost so it's our fault and that's the hardest thing to cope with is those expectations so how do you deal with expectations? Well, again, that's where I, I went to. I'm doing everything that I could and controlling everything that I can to the best that I know how. Mm -hmm. And that was good enough for me. And I think that goes kind of back into your micro messages or body language where you just held yourself as if you you were up by 10 runs all the time, even if you're down by 10. Well, like your, like your, 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 de your demeanor 
can't be a roller coaster. You're better at that than I was. I definitely showed it. And I and I know you didn't always see it, but like for me, like I know watching you play and watching me play, it's very, very different. Like I'm gonna be dramatic, I'm gonna be more emotional in a game, and at the end of the day, I'm gonna let it go and release it. But I think for you, like we've had this conversation before, for you it was very easy in some sense. And you didn't show it, which was a lot, lot stronger, like more of a strength for you than it was for me. For sure. Um, but yeah, honestly, like it's just very, very difficult to do. That is such a hard thing to accomplish and get through as a message to your teammates is as soon as you lose a game, you know, they're pointing to themselves first, but then the reason why we lost is because we didn't perform. And who is the people that prepared us? It's the leaders and captains' practices and everything like that. So Yep, and that's where the whole accountability things come into play, right? Like, the little things do matter. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're in practice and you don't get your bunt down and you rotate, like, no, like, get your two bunts down yeah. before you move on. Like, if you are trying to do some sort of infield practice and you throw the ball away and you didn't run your, your 90 or whatever it was, like, no, like, that's the little thing that I need you to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you didn't hold me accountable, like, hell, I don't really care if I throw the ball away then because no one's going to tell me that I need to be better how or how to do it better, yep. right? Well, then the other thing, too, is, like, what what giving 100% would mean there is, like, if you don't do those things, those little things... Those are kind of what gets you over the edge. But until you can prove that you can do it on a consistent basis, you have no right to say that, oh, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. Like, if you, if you can't get a bunt down in a game, um, nobody's going to rely on you, whether you're a leader or not, and you're, or you're just a you know, batting ninth in the lineup. If you can't do your job, end of the day, that's what's going to come back and get you. Leaders tend to do the job and get it done the best out of anybody and doing your job can be a whole nother conversation <laughs> it is it is we we are always leading into new conversations in this but like i said i'm keeping it short so uh that's that's the biggest understanding of what we're trying to trying to get across but yeah it's I don't, know. Let's don't be scared to jump all in is all i'm saying yeah, whether that is sending out a resume whether that's uh, reaching out to do a professor because you want to do some sort of internship and you're unsure if you have the qualifications, um, you're unsure if you want to submit an email to a college coach that you think you're not quite good enough to play for, like, no, jump all in and have confidence in what you can bring to the table yeah, is what I take out of this. So let's think of some ideas that can help college recruiting and things like that. I would say... One, just like Jake said, if you if you allow anybody else to think that you're not good enough for school or you're not good enough to be there, um, don't let that person, whoever's telling you that, dictate that. Let yourself dictate that. You're going to make that decision on where you want to play baseball. You're going to make that decision on whether or not you can play there. Um, it's a matter of did you find the right fit and did you find a school that you can fit in at? Uh, to develop yourself and be the best you can be. So I really like that and what you said there. Um, you have anything else? I mean, a real-life example to finish this off. Um, a kid that we played with, a university told him that he will never play college baseball. Four years down the line, he ended up hitting a grand slam walk-off home run against that college coach that told him that he would never play college baseball. Just kind of think about that. Yeah. If someone tells you you can't, prove them wrong in three, four, five, twenty 20 years from now. Show them that you did put in the work and the effort 
to be where you want to be right now. Absolutely. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Um, thank you for joining us here on the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. If you find any of this information interesting or something that you want to talk about, please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is nolan.nextgen at gmail.com. Uh, we thank you for taking some time out of your day to, to listen to our perspectives and gain more knowledge and insights into your life. And hopefully you can take something away as an opinion and develop it through your own work and your life and your baseball skills. Uh, we'll have more episodes out, and we're pretty much on every podcasting site you can find. So there's no excuse not to listen. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed this, and have a great rest of your night.